0: This is the internet ballers podcast episode 62 this is the internet ballers podcast with your host michael pasha the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success welcome to the baller's circle Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome and bring back Nicole Holland from Interviews That Convert to the Baller Circle. The lady behind the scenes at InterviewsThatConvert.com and the host of the fantastic new podcast, Get Guest Ready, Nicole Holland helps successful business owners and CEOs increase their visibility exponentially through podcast guesting so that they can make a greater impact, influence, and income. Proud to have been named Huffington Post in the Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017 alongside female powerhouses like Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield. Nicole continues to inspire entrepreneurs around the world and around the globe uh, with her popular podcast, The Business Building Rockstar Show. So, Nicole, I'm happy to bring you back uh, for, this, for this episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. And uh, I want to know, how are you doing since uh, since the last interview we've had?
1: Awesome. It's been a wild ride. And I want to say, happy birthday. <laughs> happy one year.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so, Nicole, uh, so much has happened since the last interview that we had. And I wanted to dig into uh, a lot of the changes that have happened, why you made certain changes, uh, different things that have come up. Uh, but one thing that I'm really fascinated by is uh the business building rockstar summit that we talked a little bit about uh on the last interview but what i wanted to get into uh on this interview is more of the i guess nuts and bolts of of the summit like what exactly is involved in developing a summit and why did you decide to uh to do one yourself especially virtually instead of uh one live in person
1: yeah so Thanks for asking. Great question. And when you just said that, it really hit me that when we first did, when we did our last interview, I'd only done one summit. So now I've done two summits and my business is like in a totally different place. Um, So the reason I decided to do a summit was for a few reasons. Um, First of all, I was really frustrated by what I was seeing in the marketplace. And when I quit my job as a correctional officer and I was looking for how to start my online business, I was finding that I trusted the wrong people. I trusted people who weren't necessarily a fit. And I was getting really frustrated and disheartened by that. And then I noticed I wasn't the only one. And so I had been exposed to this concept of virtual summits from Risa Murgatroyd summit, the superhero summit, And I thought, well, that's a really interesting concept to bring people together. And if I were to do it, I would bring together people who I would recommend, who I feel like are trustworthy. And I would want to bring together people who aren't doing the same thing. I would want to bring together people who are all doing different things. Hmm. Because what I was finding was, as once I knew what a summit was, and I started really exploring it, people would have like a topic and then have a gazillion people talking about that topic. <laughs> and it's overwhelming. And as a new business owner or a want to be business owner who was jumping in feet first, it's like, okay, I don't need to know all of the possibilities. Like, my I, I need to know one concrete thing to do, just one thing. Or, you know, okay, I want to know What are my options from a broad spectrum for marketing? Like what are the popular technologies? What are the, um, the trending social media platforms? What is, you know, a way that I can get my message out, but I don't like, once I know what they are from this high level, I don't need to know 50 ways I can dig into one of them. Like just, just keep it simple. So I was really, really overwhelmed. And I thought, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this way, where I'm going to help people get out of overwhelm, introduce them to different options, and only have one trusted advisor for each option. If they like it, and they're like, hey, this is a really good idea, but I'm not feeling this person's vibe, they can go out then and say, ooh, podcasting, that sounds like an interesting thing. But eh, maybe I don't want to follow this one person that talked about it. So I'm going to find somebody else. Great. Um, and so that's what I did. And I found, uh, I found 30 experts in different marketing strategies and I brought them together for the business building rockstar summit 2015. I did it again in 2016 and I'll be doing it one more time in 2017. And that will probably be the end because I promised myself when I was putting it together, it's a really big undertaking. I wanted to do it for a long-term strategy. I didn't want to hit it and quit it. So I said, I will commit to myself to do this for three years, November 1st, 2015, 16 and 17. And here we are, you know, it's going to be 2017 summit. And I, I'm like, it's just not, uh, it's just in such a different place than my business is now. But what's really fun, actually, um, at time of recording just a couple weeks ago, I had this kind of download. I was taking a shower and this is where I get a lot of ideas, cooking and shower. I don't know, sometimes driving <laughs> too, um, but I had this like super clarity and I wound up mapping out the entire summit within uh, two weekends. Oh, really? So yeah, I've got the plans already for 2017 summit. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be completely different than I've ever done before and that I've ever seen done before. And
0: yeah, huh. <laughs> I like that. So, so since you've just gone through the process, what is what is involved in planning a summit? What are all the steps you need to put together?
1: Well, that's a great question for a summit expert because (laughs) there, when you think you've got all the steps down, um, there's more. So, in terms of mapping it out, it's just like any launch. You know, you you've got, but then there's the technical stuff, and then there's the reaching out. So, with a summit, um, I'm bringing together multiple people, both as experts and then as um, attendees, and then also supporters, promotional partners, stuff like that. So, there's Anything you can imagine would be involved in a launch is involved in a summit, plus like to the whatever degree depending on how many people you've got go- you've got doing it right? right. So you've got to coordinate interviews or speakers. You've got to figure out: Are you doing video? Are you doing audio only? And how the everything, everything, the hosting, the web pages. Um, It is a production. And you asked me earlier why virtual and not in person. When I quit my job as a correctional officer, I didn't know anybody.
0: Hmm.
1: Anybody. Like not in the space, not out of the space. I had become a complete hermit. The only people I knew were um, inmates and officers. And I wasn't really spending time with either of them. So (laughs) on my own time. Um, So I was really, really... um, I I was just miserable. So I wasn't, you know, making friends and hanging out and having fun. And I definitely wasn't networking. And I had been out of business for nine years at that point. So I had no contacts um, outside of corrections. And then also, um, I live in a really small town. So and I and I'm not from here. So it was just not I mean, putting together plus just not having a business at that point, trying to start a business, but not having a business. Um, it wasn't even a thought or an option to put together something live.
0: Hmm. So you, you didn't have a network, but you were able to pull together 30 experts to, to speak at the online summit. How did you determine who was going to speak and how did you entice them to speak? What were they getting out of it?
1: Great question. So, um, Who, how I decided who I wanted to speak was I did a lot of research. So I had invested in a lot of programs and people that I felt were the wrong fit. And so I thought, well, let me start investing in ones that are the right fit. And so a lot of my vetting was buying programs. It cost me a lot of money, but what I knew I was going to get out of that was when I found somebody who was a right fit. um, Number one, they could become a trusted mentor to me potentially, and number two, then I would have this open door to go and say, hey, I'm. Doing something, I'd love for you to be a part of. A lot of times, when you're a customer of somebody's, they want to support you. They want to support your success. So, I had a number of people say yes to me who I was learning from. In fact, um, I bought John Corcoran's program um, because it came with a strategy call. Hmm. So, it, I mean, it was, I think, I don't know, 500 bucks or something like that. But because of that strategy call, and I wanted to ask him to be on my summit, I bought the program. To this day, I still haven't gone through the whole thing. No offense, John, (laughs) but it was, it was that connection with him that I wanted. Um, and so I did that with a few people and that's how I, that's in, in one way, that's one of the ways that I, um, made connections. I also provided value to people. I would reach out and then, you know, um, I would have one connection who liked my style, liked my message, felt that I was a good interviewer, and would introduce me to some of their peers. And I never asked – this is something that I found people asking me, can you introduce me to John Lee Dumas or can you introduce <laughs> me to this person? It's like, no, I can't. I don't even know you. And even if I did, why would I risk burning my connection, which isn't even that strong to somebody? Like, no. Um, like. <laughs> What I found was, is that people were really receptive when I would say, do you know anybody you think would be a good fit too? So here's my mission. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here's what I am looking for. Here's what I'm not looking for. And I said, no. So when I had people, um, who wanted to support me say, you know, I'm happy to introduce you to this person, this person, this person, I would vet them. And I'd say, you know what? I really appreciate it, but they're just not going to be a fit for this. Hmm. wasn't afraid to say no. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was very easy for me to find those those guests.
0: Okay, so you're doing the summit. Uh, what what are you getting out of it? What's what's in it for Nicole?
1: Um, well, tons. I mean, I had zero network, so I then had thirty experts who were highly respected in their industries, who knew my name, who had an experience with me. I've made great friends. From that, I learned. From that, um, my business is built upon what I learned at the summit. You know, and um, that's that was that. And I, I got a list. You know, I went from a zero email list to few thousand because of the summit and, and what I did with that. For me, it all boils down to relationships. Everything has always been relationships all my life. It's always been about how can I support people and really trying to understand what their needs were. And I knew what my needs were. And that was, again, to find people I could trust and not spend having spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on credit when I quit my job because I was so scared and I was so desperately looking for the answer and for somebody to listen to me and say, here you go, Padawan, you know, go this way. (laughs) And I couldn't find it. And so, and I I did hire coaches that were just, I, I attracted the wrong people to me because of what I was putting out there. And I didn't know it at the time. Hmm.
0: So for someone who's sitting there thinking, I want to do my own virtual summit, I love this idea. What would you say to that person now that they should be asking themselves before they go this route?
1: What are you willing to give in order to get what you want out of it? I see this all the time. Mm -hmm. um, People who will do summits because they think, oh, I can build my email list and I can get people to promote for me and I can get this and I get that. Let me tell you, I busted my But I bent over backwards and I did everything I could to make that thing a success. And I told every one of my guests, I don't want anything from you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to promote. You don't have to share. All I need you to do is show up to the interview. And if you're willing to do that, that's awesome. You don't even have to prepare for it. I made everything as easy as possible for them to say yes to. And then I made it my mission to promote them, to get people on their lists, to do everything I could. And it's through, I think, the more you focus on the value you provide for people, the more that'll come back to you. It's just natural. Right. And I. I get asked to do things for people all the time, as I'm sure you do, too. And it's like when somebody comes to you and you don't have a relationship with them at all or very little and they want you to do something for them, it's like, no, (laughs) no. Or you just ignore them or whatever, but you don't want to do it. Whereas when somebody comes to you and says, you know, Michael, I really appreciate you. I love Internet ballers. I listen all the time. You know, here's the impact that your show has had on my life. And I would love the opportunity to interview you one of these days, if you wouldn't mind, like just 30 minutes of your time and, and I'll work around your schedule. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Well, that's an easy yes. But if somebody comes to you and says, oh, hi, you have a podcast and I would like to have you on my new podcast. And what I'd like you to do is share it with your audience and um, make sure that you do this and make sure you do that. And what are you going to say? No. i got better things to do with my time. And it really just boils down to that. Treat people the way you want to be treated.
0: I like that. I like that. So I appreciate that. Uh, So Nicole, I I wanted to uh, talk about kind of next steps now. I know you said that you did the summit, you committed to doing it for three years. You did it for two. You're about to do the third and final one uh, in November. Uh, But then you're moving on to new, uh, better and greater things. And as we mentioned earlier, you now have interviews that convert.com, uh, which I think is awesome. And when I first saw that you launched it, the thing I loved about it so much was it was an idea I had never thought of. It was something that like, I was like, this is kind of a missing piece in the marketplace, but like, I-, I didn't even think of um, that as being a possibility of, of a way to generate revenue. So I'm curious, like, how did you get the idea, and uh, wh- where did that come from?
1: Well, you're going to love this story since we just talked about the summit and we did. I did mention the name John Lee Dumas, and that's how you and I know each other because we're both in his program. So when I had the summit, I wanted to present 30 different marketing strategies, but I didn't necessarily care about all 30 of them. I just wanted to present what other people might care about. So one of the things that I heard in my research that was a hot topic for marketing was this thing called podcasting. So you may have seen. I have an Android. I have a Dell, which I will never give Dell another penny, but I am not an Apple person. Um, and I've never, I had never listened to podcasts. I didn't know what a podcast was. You know, I tend to sit in silence. I'm not somebody who's always got noise going on. I don't concentrate that way. So I didn't know what the heck this was, but I knew that um, it was important to entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to seek out who's the best person for podcasting, like who's the best teacher that I could get. And the name John Lee Dumas came up and I had a contact who was on my summit who, just like I said, you know, I said... Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for these topics. Do you know anybody? And she recommended him and said, "If you put this and this and this together, I'll make an introduction." Hmm. Um, and so I did. And so, thanks to her, he said yes to me to being on the on the summit. I interviewed him about podcasting, and afterwards he said, "You know, Nicole, like if you like interviewing, you should start a podcast because it's much easier than a summit." And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I had just committed to three summits. And I'm like, all right, you know, I've got 30 people telling me what I should do. But um, I really did like interviewing. And I also knew he was a expert in his field. And so I thought, well, let me let me take some time and look into this and think about it. And so I did. And I thought, well, it makes sense. And then he, uh, he sent out something about he was closing down his program for lifetime members and um, was going to go to month to month. And I thought, you know what? even if not today, I do think that podcasting might make sense for me because of the ability to connect with people because of the relationships that you can build. And, um, because I liked interviewing and I had never, ever interviewed anybody before the summit. Hmm. Never. Um, and so like, all right. So I joined podcasters paradise and I had a one-on-one, um, meeting with him. After I joined the program and I started, I was like, yeah, it's a back burner, right? It's something that's going to happen. But then I set the meeting, um, I think it was was probably in December I joined and I set up the meeting for late February and I was like, okay, or mid-February. And I thought, well, by then I'll be able to crack this thing open and (laughs) see what it's all about. And so really it was like days before the interview or the meeting where I was like, I should probably know what what's going on in here. So I did like a couple days of looking at all the modules and stuff. And then we got on the phone and talked about like. And I said, yeah, I can see how this can be a plan. And, and I was thinking like later on in the year maybe. And he convinced me, nope, just make a date. And so this, this was mid-February. And we agreed on the date of March 21st. And so, and I didn't know the first thing about any of it, <laughs> any of it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just uh, made that decision and then followed through. And from that, I really have fallen in love with podcasting, with the medium, with everything about it. Um, I've built a great audience. I've been podcasting just over a year, right? So uh, March 21st was my one year birthday. Congratulations. And Thank you. And in that time, right from the beginning, um, I was noticing that some guests I really enjoyed interviewing and some not so much. Sometimes it was really easy and sometimes it was really hard. And so um, I started paying attention to why. I asked myself, like, why is it that sometimes it's a good episode and sometimes it's not? And I just started questioning that. Now, I also at the same time started getting on other people's podcasts so that I could experience what it was like from the other side. Hmm. And um, I thought I was a good guest or good enough, you know. But then the more I started paying attention to certain things and traits about my guests, the more I thought, man, I suck as a guest. I need to... (laughs) I need to not be a bad guest. And so then I started testing out all of my theories as a guest. And I would think, oh, well, I think if this happens, then this might happen, you know, and this might happen. And so I would go on podcasts to be the guinea pig, basically, and see how can I improve, how can I engage people, and how can I make hosts want to support me more, and how can I make listeners want to join my community as well. Mm. And so as I played with that and took a lot of notes, um, I decided to do a PDF, like just a report, you know, it was all about lead magnets. I love lead magnets. I love social media. And so I thought, well, let me just do a lead magnet about how to be a great guest. So I started writing this thing. And 12 hours later, I was like, well, this isn't going to be a lead magnet. This is going (laughs) to be a book. So I, um, I Said, okay, well, I'm going to write a book on it. So I started writing the book, and then I had a couple mentors. I mentioned uh, John Corcoran earlier. So, John and another one of my mentors, I was telling them about it, and they're like, no, 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 no. You need to pre sell a program. So, you need to do a beta program. Don't do a book right now, do a program. Get people to put the money in to say if they, you know, if it's a valid idea, and um, yeah, and get paid while you're doing the work. And I'm like, all right, makes sense. So, in the summer, I did a beta program. I called it Interviews That Convert, where I taught a small group of entrepreneurs who wanted to get out in a bigger way, who wanted to get their message out and easier, right? Like, dude, we're, I mean, I'm in my sweats, you know, like I'm in my house in my sweats. And here I am in front of your audience that you've worked really hard to. Curate and cultivate and love on. And so they're tuning in and here I get to like get in front of them. How cool is that? Right. right. <laughs> so, so I pitched this idea to these people and they said, yes. And then I said, okay, well let's talk about how you can be a great guest. And so one of the things is, you know, make sure your phone is off. So uh, my apologies. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we talked about it and um, yeah. And so it went really well. And the plan was this year to actually launch it with partners and everything. Because I had to then, after the beta, I had to get into the summit, summit mode, because November 1st comes very fast. And summits, I would say, too, if somebody's thinking they want to do a summit, don't plan for less than 90 days away. Like even the simplest, easiest, smallest summit, plan it three months out, at least. Um, I still didn't have enough time, even though I had already done it before. So it was a a crazy run up to summit. So after the summit, although this year, well, last year, 2016, I did 10 days instead of 30, which that was a a good thing. I'd (laughs) never do 30 again. I don't think I'd even, well, I probably will do 10 again. I will do 10 again. I know I will, but I wouldn't recommend 10 to start. Um, So I had the summit. And then after the summit, um, I had a guest on my podcast who kind of said, well, I, Okay, let me back up. So, all my life, I've always played connector, right? So, I was asking my guests who I really liked, um, I would say, Hey, do you want to be on more podcasts? Let, mm. Would you like me to introduce you to other hosts that I think you'd be a really good fit with? I'm also like matchmaker connector. I'm not just like, Hey, you're a human being. So, here you can meet other human beings. It would be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what, let me set you up with this person because I think you guys have synergy and I think there would be a good fit there for whatever reason. Um, and so that just always has come very naturally to me. And I was doing that and people had asked if they could hire me to like get them on podcasts and I would I would say no. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm building my platform. and focused on my group stuff and no. Um, and then what had happened was um, – after the summit, I started doing um, one-on-one work. So, so for all this time, I wasn't doing any one-on-one work. Then I said, "Okay, I'm going to do one-on-one work now." And I had a guest. I offered to introduce him to other hosts, and he said, um, "No, I uh, I like internet uh, interview the blah the I like interviewing." But what I don't want to do is have the hassle of actually scheduling it and booking it and all that. Like, I don't have time for that. So can you just do it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. No, I don't do that. But I can introduce you to some companies that do. No, that's all right. He's like, you know what? I like you. Now, this is a, a guest that I had sought out because I, I was a user of the product. I loved what they were doing. And I was like, more people need to know about this, mm-hmm. um, which is how I've gotten most of my guests. So I, I think, oh, wow, you're really awesome. Can I can I introduce you to people? So that was the same with the summit, same with the um, with the podcast. So anyways, he said, No, nah, that's okay. Like, I like the interviews. But I also like you, you're a user, you're a fan. If you want to, you know, to get me on these shows. That's cool. But I don't have the bandwidth to do it myself or put somebody from my team on it. So I'm like, hold up. What's the difference if I spend time coaching this guy or doing done for you uh, marketing stuff, or if I just do podcast bookings? Mm -hmm. Maybe there isn't one. So I said, let me sleep on it. And I'll come back to you with a quote and so that's what I did. I didn't sleep on it, actually. I stayed up all night doing research <laughs> and crunching numbers and thinking, what do I have to create? What processes and everything? Um, and then I went back to him and I said, all right, so here's what I've come up with if you're interested. And keep in mind, I'm creating this for you. So it's not like it's a, you know, there, there's going to be growing pain. So if you're a game and you're flexible, then I'm happy to do this for you. And he said, absolutely. And so that was the birth of my business as it is today. Um, I still haven't fully launched it. I haven't properly launched it. Um, I sent an email to some people. You may have even gotten that email. I just sent us an email to some people who either, um, had been on my show or I had been on their show or I like there were people that I liked and that I knew it wasn't my list. It was maybe, I don't know, maybe a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Hey, so This may not come as a surprise to you. It's a total surprise to me, but I'm thinking I'm going to start introducing people more officially and like monetizing that. And so here's what I'm doing for this first client. If you know of anybody who might like this support as well, I'd love an introduction. Hmm. I don't even know how many emails I got back from that. It was crazy. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I mean, that was November That was actually, it was, I think, right before Christmas, um, maybe beginning of December. And here we are, we're recording. um, It's the 5th of April, and I still haven't got my feet on the ground from that. So wow, (laughs) it's been amazing. It's been amazing. (laughs)
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So two things that you talked about that I want to dig into a little bit. You you were talking about your beta program that you did initially before the, uh, I guess, the (laughs) pre-launch, as you're saying, you haven't officially launched yet, but... Uh, And then the other thing is uh, your current um, offer and pricing. So with the beta program, how did you figure out what to offer and how to price it? And with your current program, how did you figure out what to offer and how to price it?
1: Well, I think all of that is just too big of a can of worms to even (laughs) open up. And even if I wanted to uh, unfold it, I mean, that takes a long time, right? To figure out your pricing and what goes into your programs and all. I mean, that's there's programs, <laughs> year long programs on that. So um, what I did with the beta was um, I I only offered it to people who already knew me really, or to people who knew people I knew. So I did a couple webinars, they were total bombs, because I hate webinars, I'm not good at webinars, I don't enjoy it. Um, but basically, I was trying to introduce people to this concept of Being a great guest and how the value of being a podcast guest can really catapult you into where you want to go. I didn't have my messaging down really clearly, um, but it was sort of that same thing, kind of like I told this uh, first client, where I said, You know, I've got the knowledge, but I'm not so sure exactly how I'm going to transfer it. So if you want to be in this small group, that you're going to get, and I promised them too, it was lifetime. So it wasn't like when it was done, I'd be done. It was like, whatever iteration happens next, you've got it. Like you've got me, you're in my, you're in my inner circle now. Right. Um, yeah. And so then, yeah, it was just a small, I think I had six people and I got feedback from them about what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, and then, so you asked me, about the current, yeah, so, and so that was supposed to be a program, right? Mm. But what happened was I got I, I was having a really hard time structuring it and getting clear about charging for it because I think I was still wanting to do the book in a way, and I still do want to do the book. And the reason is because I want people to know my position on podcast guesting. Mm. I am sick and tired of complaining. I am sick and tired <laughs> of having guests that suck right or that don't and 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 I love connecting with other podcasters and it's like we'll talk about the great things about podcasting and the not so great things and everybody has the same thoughts you know in different ways and we're all different but but we have those of us who do interviews have many of the same experiences and it's disheartening and so I'm like ah why don't I, I just really want to give this away. I don't even want to charge for it. I just want to give it away. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's what I decided to do. And it was really, the clarity came because the time was dwindling down. I was supposed to be launching, um, interviews that convert like in February, originally, like at the beginning of February, Then I was like the end of February. Then it was, you know, it it was just, it kept moving and I still, there was something missing and I just didn't have that passion for it. Mm -hmm. I have the passion for the topic, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to sell it. Um, and so going back to JLD, um, I was like, wait a minute. And this was February 4th, February 4th. I I may have been in the shower. It was, I know it was downstairs. (laughs) I have like writing all over my fridge I have whiteboard markers by my fridge so um but I was in the kitchen or bathroom I don't know it's somewhere down there and um I just had this like bolt of clarity and I was like I just need to follow what he did I need to create he has a free podcast course, po- free podcast course podcast that leads into an optional course that's free e-course that leads into this membership mm-hmm. so I was like that's what I need to do I just need to give it away because then anybody can get it and people are either going to resonate with my message or they're not. And if they do, the next logical step would be get my templates, get my worksheets, get those extra resources for free. I'll give it to you. And then the next logical step would be if you want more and you come into my membership site where you can actually ask me questions, and we can get together and do coaching and stuff like that. And so that is how Get Guest Ready, the podcast happened. It was um, February 4th, I got that clarity. February 21st, I launched it. I had intended on having it all good to go at the time. Here we are, April 5th, and there are still a few episodes that have not been recorded yet, unfortunately, because my business has like really taken off, and I had to say, as much as I want to please everybody, I have to focus on what's paying my bills and not on what's not. So, hmm. I, as far as service offerings, what I had mapped out was three levels. There's my VIP clients that I do like full service booking. I take care of everything for them. They're completely hands off, um, and then there's my membership which is the low tier which you know is that natural progression and then there was a middle tier and i've shut that down and that middle tier was the the um not equal what's the word um but that it was the equivalent of the interviews that convert program that i launched beta
0: Hmm, okay so
1: it was sort of that middle ground and so right now that is actually closed it's not an option Maybe it will open this year. Maybe not because um, I can't keep up with the business and I'm I'm like looking to hire right now and all good problems to have. I'm not complaining at all, but that's why it's a bit of a hot mess still. Nice. So there's the free. I'm concentrating on the free and I'm concentrating on the top tier and the middle is just not, uh, not my concentration right now.
0: Right, right. Well, that's yeah, that's an awesome problem to have. When you have awesome problem to have. Just- <laughs> Too many customers coming in the door, that you have to slow things down. Um, so so cool. So yeah, interviews that convert, I think, um, you know, one, I mean, you you brought in a lot of guests my way and the preparation that the guests have, the information that I get ahead of time is is pretty awesome because it just makes it so much easier for me. I mean, typically before I have an interview, I'll go out and research this person and put together my own prep sheets. And then when you send a prep sheet to me, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, most of the work that I was going to do is done. I don't have to go and research this person anymore. I mean, I'll do a little bit of research because there may be some things that are on the prep sheet that I want to know about and dig into the background a little bit more. But I have a place to start. You know, I'm not I'm not starting from ground zero, so it's it's super helpful uh, for for a uh, host, and uh, and I'm sure also helpful for the guests who either aren't used to doing that sort of thing or just don't have the time to do it.
1: Well, and it's so yes and yes. And thank you for that. And that's my whole goal is to make it easy for everybody and make it productive and profitable for everybody. So everybody wins. Like it is really important to me as a podcast host that my audience loves me still, because without my audience, there is no show. I can have all the guests I want in the world, but if there's nobody listening on the other end, then what's it all for? So my audience is the most important thing to me. And with that in mind, I want to make sure that I bring on people who are going to be a right fit for my audience. And so that is why when I match people up, I'm not just saying, oh, I have a client. Here's a host. Boom. It's like, I have a client. So, who is going to be a right fit as far as uh, personality? Who's going to have an audience that actually will care what this person has to say? Who's going to just have fun? And how can I make it super easy for everybody? Um, so, thank you for that acknowledgement. And it's been great. I mean, the feedback I'm getting from my clients is like, wow. And and I do coaching too. So I'm now. I've always been a coach, but I've been you know certified since 2003. And so a big part of the work that I do with my VIP clients is not just the booking. That admin piece, yes, it's important, but it's the, I listen to the interviews. I give them feedback about what worked, what didn't work. I give them ideas. I give them, and and they, it's a two-way street. So they can contact me 24-7. They have my direct line. They can message me and say, hey, I've got a question about this. I've got a question about that. Because everything is so interconnected, right? When we're doing our marketing for our business, and that's what it is. At the end of the day, you're not doing this for your health. You may have a message to share, but it is to build a business as well, Mm -hmm. right? So some people do have shows just because they have a passion to have shows, but those aren't generally interview-based unless it's like, their idols and things like that that they want to bring on or somebody in um in their space but it's not on a business show and most of my clients are entrepreneurs and so we do it because we love it but there also has to be some payoff at the end um and so yeah i'm always looking for how can i make everybody win on that
0: right and i think you i think you definitely found it a way uh, found a way to do that uh so it's it's pretty awesome and pretty nice. Um I, so I guess the the last question I have regarding uh interviews that convert is something that I know John Lee Dumas focuses on a lot and and as you you've mentioned him, you know, giving you kind of ideas and talking to him a lot before is is having your avatar. Who is the avatar for interviews that convert and how do how do you, how'd you de- develop that?
1: Yeah, so there's different avatars for different levels of service. So my avatar for the business building rockstar summit, the show and my membership level, her name's Kat and she is a newer entrepreneur and she is looking to build a business, leave her full-time job and really have that transition for freedom, lifestyle, her family, etc. Um, for my top tier, I work with CEOs. I work with most of my clients are earning million or their businesses are a million dollars plus um, all are almost all are multi-six figures um, but they're they're successful. they have a viable business. They're CEOs, they're busy and they care about quality. they care about um, the value. And yeah, they like the easy button. <laughs> the
0: easy button is good. Easy button yeah. is good. Well, that's awesome, Nicole. I appreciate you coming on the show. Always love, uh, love having a, a conversation with you. Uh, so I wanted to know before we close out, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business?
1: Definitely. So the baller circle can visit interviews that convert.com forward slash baller. And what I'm going to do is put together a page there. Um, so you can listen to get guest ready. That is my podcast that teaches you how to be a great guest. And it goes from everything from really getting clear on your, Avatar um, to really understanding your value and what you bring to a podcast host, how to figure out which shows you should be on, how to reach out to those show hosts, how to get the yes, how to rock the interview, how to convert listeners to leads, all that good stuff. So if you go to interviews that convert.com forward slash ballers, you'll um, have the I'll have links to like the iTunes stitcher, all that stuff, but you can also listen right on that page as well. I'll have a link that you can, um, or a button that you can opt in to join Get Guest Ready School, which is where I give it all away. Like I said, I'm focusing on my my VIP clients and I'm focusing on my free content. Um, from there, if you want to join my membership, great. I've got a special offer for listeners of the podcast to to join for a buck. Um, but you'll find that out if this if this resonates with you. If you're interested, and you know, the thing about the thing about my avatar. And the thing about me is something that I realized fairly recently um, was that the most important thing about my avatar actually is that they like me, that they listen to me and they like me. Um, I spent a lot of times work a lot of time working with people who I had to convince of things, and and that shit gets old, <laughs> like if, if you don't agree with me, that's cool, but I don't want to work with you, you know? And so I, I really am focusing on only taking on people who appreciate my message. And it's not like, Oh yes, Nicole. Yes. Yes, Nicole. No, it's not like that. But it's like, if you don't, if we don't mesh, if you don't like my attitude or my personality or my message, then why are you wasting your time listening to me? Mm. So what I did with Get Guest Ready, the podcast, is really put myself out there. So you will either love me or hate me. (laughs) And if you love me, join Get Guest Ready School. Let's take that to the next level. I've got lots of resources for you. If you don't like me, that is so cool. There are so many people doing what I do.
0: Right, right. Awesome. I appreciate it, Nicole. Uh, Great uh, time chatting with you, and uh, yeah, good good luck with everything in the future. Thank you. That was Nicole Holland from Interviews That Convert. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Be sure to listen to next week's episode, which is the June monthly roundup episode where I'll be going through my major takeaways for my interviews this month. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing thanks for listening to the internet ballers podcast through our guest stories you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller we'll see you on the next episode